Good evening to everybody. Welcome to tonight's Facebook Live. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and I think you'll find it informative. We're gonna talk a little bit about meditation tonight. We're gonna to invite a very special guest with us, Janet Chavez, who's with a company called Meditate the Woodlands, and she's gonna be joining us here in a little bit. This is a great, great, great topic. It's something we've talked about before at Men Becoming Men. We talk about it on our podcasts at Porn for the Heart, but we haven't actually had anyone come on and give us a description of what meditation is, how to do it, and some of the great benefits that it would have for us as men and really as people in general. Let's share just a, a quick little story of my own of how meditation has been a, a vital part of, of my life. Uh, had a very chaotic mind, had a lot of stuff going on in my mind, and I know we all do. Sometimes it's the second guessing of the things in which we're gonna do. It's the, the judgments of ourselves, of others. And meditation is a great way of helping to cut through those. I think of, of meditation, uh, picture, picture your mind. Picture yourself at the end of a, of a really busy day and you're ready to go home. And you walk into this room and you gotta get through this room to the other side to get to the door so that you can go home. But in this room, it's crowded. It's got the most people that you've ever seen in your life. And you cannot get through. It's like the biggest party that you've ever been to. We're trying to get through there. You literally have to elbow and muscle your way all the way through the room to get to the other side. And all of those people in there are the thoughts in your mind. And you're trying to get through all of that to get to the other side. And there's people, all those people in that room, there's people you know, there's people you like, there's people you don't like, there's all kinds of people in there. And you know that you're gonna have to try to get through every single one of them just to get to that door, just so you can go home at the end of a really busy day. It's kind of the way that some of our minds are sometimes. All of that going on in it. Well, meditation is a way for us not to ignore all of that, but for us to transcend all those people in that room, to go above them. Because guess what, as there are all these people in the room, if you go to the space above that, there's nothing there. And that's what meditation does. It helps us to clear that way, clear that path, find that alternative path. We don't ignore what's going on there, but instead we're able to then see it and visualize it. And there may be some thoughts in there that we really need and that we really want to focus on. Meditation helps us to clear away those that we don't so that we can focus on what we do. And that's something I think that a lot of us could appreciate having. There's a lot of things I've done in my life to, to help myself, diet, exercise, all kinds of things. But there's only one thing that I can think of that I absolutely must have in my life that has truly been a groundbreaker for me, and that is meditation. So we're excited when Janet uh, joins us here, and we'll have her kind of describe some of this. And we'll go through, and if you guys have questions, please, I encourage all of you to post your questions, ask your questions, and it'll be really nice to be able to uh, to be able to have her answer those while she's here live. And if not, send in your questions. Post on here later at a later time, and I'm sure that we can get Janet to come back and, and answer those questions for us as well. So we'll look forward to uh, look forward to being able to do that as well. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today? Excellent. Wonderful. I want to be able to, to kind of turn this over to you. I've, I've let everybody know that you're with a company called Meditate the Woodlands. You are a certified meditation instructor. I'm going to try to step aside and let you kind of describe what that means, who you are, maybe share a little bit, a little bit about who you teach and 
I'll turn it over to you a little bit. Thanks again for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being, uh, allowing me to be your guest and to be able to talk about something so magical like meditation. And being that it is a, it's free, uh, something we can do, you know, anytime. Um, the only thing we need to do is just to know how, how to do it. But we can talk about that in just a little bit. Thank you again for having me over um, here sharing the space with you, Eric. I, I really, really appreciate that, especially this time speaking directly to men, directly to that, um, to those out there that seek ways to be a better person. And I deal a lot with men and with women. Um, but there are certain patterns that apply to usually men more than women. And we may be able to talk a little bit about that um, tonight. So thank you. Yes, I founded Meditate the Woodlands uh, a couple of years back after getting my certification with the only purpose of sharing such practice that actually changed my life and saved my life as well. And I did not have to become a monk. I did not have to change my looks. I did not have to um, change my lifestyle, so to speak. I just incorporated the practice of meditation into my life, which eventually allowed me to have better health, better life, be more productive. Oh gosh, if I have to mention all the benefits, I actually will, but the <laughs> benefits are infinite. And again, the most important one at that point was it literally saved my life. Meditation does a lot for the body, does a lot for the mind, and does a lot to be able to find that very best in you and bring it out into this world so that you shine, so that you impact not only yourself and your health, but everyone around you. And given that I went through some medical um, conditions and some medical issues uh, in, in this past years, there was a lot of challenges that I never, I, could, I never could imagine the power of such practice in my body. It, it's crazy how physiologically there are so many changes, not only on your brain. Um, every part of your body gets impacted by you taking the time to meditate, which is nothing else than pausing and giving yourself that time to go within. And we can talk about that in just a little bit. What I do in yeah. Meditate the Woodlands, I actually work with people of all ages. I help them, I literally help them in their journey within. And that's what the practice of meditation does, is that it allows you to pause and to find and to get to know who you truly are, allowing you to then bring the very best of you, allowing you to discover your power, allowing you to not only discover your power, but be aware of what is out there and what is in you and how easy it is to flow in life when you get to know who you are and what you want and what your desires and how you get to connect that with your, with your choices and decisions in life. So we can talk all night about <laughs> about meditation and the benefits of it and how we can incorporate it into our life and, oh, and so, so many more things. So I do work with kids as well. That's one of the most beautiful things that I do. 
um, I teach mindfulness and meditation. So the program is called Mindfulness and Meditation for Kids. And what I do with that is allow the kids to understand they have control of their emotions. They have control of their speech. They have control of situations, of what they say. And really it's just allowing them to be present, allowing them to be aware with what's going on inside of them. And again, bringing the best out of them so they make the right choices in situations where they might feel um, anger or that they might feel any emotion arise uh, in them. So it's a beautiful group. I have three different groups, different ages. And just like that, then I have, I teach private classes, private meditation classes and private groups. And then I do certain sessions with certain people that would like to find more of a spiritual side uh, in their lives. People that probably have been very successful in life. Um, and when I say successful, I mean in their business, people that have a lot of money and they are still empty and they are still unhappy. And the practice of meditation has allowed me to share the ability of finding happiness, not out there, but inside of each one of, of my uh, friends and clients and students of meditation. And just like them, there's a lot of people that I work with that um, have had a really hard story or hard past. And sometimes, you know, you might think there's nothing else in life. And that's where a lot of suicidal come, you know, a lot of suicidal thoughts come into and enter people's mind. Your story does not define who you are. Your story is not what you have created of your present. That's just your story. So allowing my students to understand that the power lays within and that every change occurs in the present moment in the now for them to create what's happening tomorrow, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. So that's what I do as well um, with all of my adults. Most of them actually are men. Um, so thank you again for allowing me the space to share all of this um, with you and with all the men out here and a woman, if there are any women out here as well. Absolutely. Well, I, I see uh, Sylvia just, uh, just chimed in and she said uh, that her family loves you. <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, Julia, you're so that's beautiful. beautiful thank you i love you and your whole family too yes they, they've been such a blessing it's, having them in my life has been absolutely the most beautiful thing thank you sylvia i love you <laughs> thank you elsie for joining us too and rachel and marisabel tina Galina, and all, all my friends thank you all for joining in all the people that um some of your friends some of you i don't know but i would love to get to know you and I'm sure some of those are followers of Men Becoming Men. So thank you. Thank you, everybody, for, for showing up for such a beautiful um, subject, which is meditation. How can that empower men and women? Yeah, absolutely. And your, just, your description right there alone just elicited, uh, elicited so many questions uh, that just, just pops up. I want to kind of, of take it. So I do meditate. Um, and it's been vital to my life, but I want to kind of back up and take it from my perspective before I started meditating, because to be blatantly honest, meditation was semi sort of kind of weird to me, uh, not something that I probably 
I probably would have not employed this had I not reached a point in my life where I don't want to say rock bottom where I really would try anything. And so that's one of the reasons why I want to have you here because I want to help other men. I want to be able to reach out to other men and hopefully they don't have to get to that point before they turn to something that's as awesome as, as this. So let me ask basic questions now and, and ask the most basic question, what is meditation? And when I ask that, I mean, what is it? You know, I don't necessarily mean the, the, the high up in the clouds thing, but just the basic, you know, sit down, do this, you know, because the, the vision that, that I had, you know, is always like you said, some Buddhist monk or something, you know, oh, you know something <laughs> like that. And, and, and that may be it, but this can encompass a lot of things and it and it's, can include a lot of people. So what is meditation on its most basic level? So meditation is nothing else than a pause in your life for you to be able to Take a moment to connect to your very essence. Take a moment where you can quiet your mind a little bit. It has nothing to do with having no thoughts, okay? It's actually almost impossible to have no thoughts. But it is a time that you gift yourself to be able to be with yourself. And it's part of um, one of the programs that I have is just understanding what self-love is and it comes from from actually that for from giving yourself the opportunity to be with yourself which if you think about that especially men you know they have such big roles in our society they are dads some of them you know have to bring the money some you know whether it's work or any kind of stress that they have any roles that they have um in society in their community in this world puts a lot of weight on them and most of that creates a lot of stress in men and when men are stressed and women as well uh the last thing they think of is taking care of themselves right and taking care of themselves is probably on the weekends maybe go drinking or you know be with the family or trying to find ways of escaping from the stress uh, moment or situation and the first or the most common thing to do is to escape from that stress uh, life, right? From the stressful life. So whether it is drinking or partying or hanging out with the family or going to sleep, um, spending time with yourself is not really something you think of. If anything, is the last thing you, you think of is spending time with myself. I'm, I'm, I'm me all day long, right? But it's not really you all day long. You are just on the go all day long. But are you really with yourself? Do you really take the time to know who you are, to know what you want, to know what those thoughts are doing to you, to know what you're feeling due to your life or your past or your worries about your future? Do you get to spend that time with yourself? So what the practice of meditation does is it allows you to pause for a little bit from the hectic life that you are in, whatever that is, and sink into yourself and find that place of silence within you, that place of wholeness. And this is something beautiful uh, when you see, I see meditation as a way of practicing self-love and self-healing. And 
um, healing is nothing else than the memory to be whole again. So when you get to practice meditation, you get to go back home. You get to get back home to that place of wholeness before all this conditioning happens in your life. And that, that repetition of doing that on a daily basis allows you to find out what wholeness means to you, what being healed and whole and holy means to you. And that is happiness and fulfillment and joy and awareness and consciousness at its maximum potential. So that is what meditation is. And that wasn't as short as I would have liked to, for it to be. But meditation is just that time that you gift yourself to, do, to go into that journey within. Now, the benefits of that, again, I can talk all night about <laughs> Sure. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll hopefully, we'll hopefully get into more of those. And, uh, and Lindsay's on. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us, Lindsay. I had Lindsay on a Facebook Live, I guess, two weeks ago, actually. And I, was, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize how to get my screen split. So unfortunately, sorry, Lindsay, when, uh, when Lindsay was watching, she had just, just a little tiny picture of her up in the corner. So I, I figured out how to get you side by side. So thanks, Lindsay, for watching this. And, and sorry, I had you as a small picture there. Uh, also, Eric Davidson, buddy of mine uh, from high school. Welcome, buddy. Um, but you had mentioned a couple things there that I, I want to kind of touch on, too, because they were also points of mine that maybe points to other people too. You had mentioned, um, you, well, you said the word getting whole, and then you said getting the word holy. And when I hear that, I think of religion. Um, and, and I grew up in a very religious household and wouldn't necessarily say that meditation was, was something we did. I mean, is meditation a religion? I mean, is that something, uh, am, I, am I losing a religion if I meditate or Thank you. What's going on with that? Thank you for that question. That comes up quite a bit. Actually, some people um, are very resistant to even try meditation, uh, thinking that is related to religion or that they're going to maybe go against, you know, their beliefs. But no, meditation is not a religion. Meditation may be practiced in some religions, but meditation is actually... Again, it's a practice that allows you to pause, is a practice that heals you at a physical level, is a practice that allows your mind to de-stress, allows your mind to quiet down a little bit. And I'll go into, into this a little bit more because um, it's very important to know how meditation impacts our thoughts. And I think that's, that's very important. But no, meditation, it's not a, not a religion. Now, and this is how people associate meditation uh, most of the times, because a lot of people that meditate, they go all the way into the spiritual side, which is fantastic and phenomenal. And some of them become very free spirit, and they might change their looks, you know. And a lot of people med uh, associate maybe people that meditate uh, with hippies. Actually, my daughter asked me that the other day. Uh, <laughs> she said, mommy, um, and she was reading in school something that, something going on with hippies, uh, which by the way, I have a lot of hippie friends and I love you all. And I'm so proud of you 
free spirit is absolutely beautiful. Um, but when she asked that, you know, it made me think, holy cow, that's just crazy how there is that uh, big, very big association of the way you look has to do with what you practice and then with your beliefs and then with how society um, perceives, you know, the, the perception of society upon uh, you, right? And, and that's something beautiful about meditation. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It does not matter what your career is. It doesn't matter how you look like. It doesn't matter anything. Meditation, it's about you. It's about finding your inner bliss. It's finding yourself. It's getting to know who you are. This practice has been happening for you know thousands of years and the way that i was um taught meditation was primordial sound meditation and comes from uh, india um and what it is is pretty much finding that silence within and by finding that silence within which is not being engaged with anything that's external to you whether it's music a book um anything external or outside of you but it's actually it's all the opposite. It's the ability to go within. And just to answer your question, because I, I don't want to go here, uh, sidetrack, but just to answer your question, no, has nothing to do with religion. It is a practice for everybody. It is a practice that is going to help every person that practices meditation is going to be impacted in a very positive way one way or another it cannot not impact you and if you follow this practice uh, on a regular basis it not only impacts you mentally physically emotionally psychologically and physiologically it impacts everyone around you as well there are so many changes that go on within you that immediately and automatically it impacts everyone around you. You change, your mood changes, your ability to respond changes, your, um, the speed of your responses change. So instead of reacting to something, you start responding. Instead of being uh, in an angry, with anger actually, or upset or stress, because Again, we're going to get into what it does to, to your body and to your mind, but because you start understanding how it changes stress into, actually into de-stress, <laughs> then it allows you to respond to situations, to people, to life, and to triggers in such a different way. So it's very impactful from almost the first time that you start meditating and the more that you practice, just like any sports, the more that you do it, the more that it becomes a habit and the more you're able to go within and understand what goes on and the changes that go on in your body as well. Well, that's interesting. And, and, oh, maybe, maybe we ready to, uh, we're ready to dive in maybe deeper to, to some of these. Um, so as, as a man, I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of times I'm being attacked from all angles you know, whether it's at my job or it's my family, people questioning, you know, what I'm doing. And, and, and that's, that, that's annoying to me. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be questioned. I'm, I'm trying to work. I'm trying to make a living. I'm trying to take care of my family. And then I have, you know, all kinds of, of questions and people coming down on me and judging me about what I'm doing and who I am. Um, 
and and it just it gets it gets too much and i'm 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 sick of it i mean help help me <laughs> absolutely to take care of this absolutely and i mean I, I i've got a lot to do i mean like i said i'm trying to support myself my family everything else if everyone could just back off it'd be really nice <laughs> absolutely i absolutely understand and and eric you are not alone in this that's actually a very uh common state and i'm going to talk here for for a man it happens to everybody but um like i was saying given that the role of a man is taken very seriously by a man and a lot of men feel a humongous responsibility in their shoulders, whether it is, again, for work or to support their family uh, or to have a role in society or even to have a presence in their community or maybe trying to get out of their story. And th there's a, this little secret that goes on with almost every man, um, and I say every man, with a lot of men, and that is um, the little secret of Janet. I don't tell anyone, but you know, I feel sometimes that I am not as powerful as people see me, right? And I am not um, as good as what people see me. Um, I have an image of what I'm really not. And this is actually very common. And given that it's been almost a pattern that I've been seeing for a long time now, I want to address this because, and that's what I'm saying, it's not uncommon for you to feel the way you're feeling. And that is due to the amount of turbulence that goes on up here. You know, our minds is filled with thoughts, is filled with concepts with uh, things that we've been taught, with everything that we've put in that mind up to this point. From the moment you're born, you are being conditioned as you go and as you grow. And it gets to a point in life that all those thoughts, all those beliefs, all those concepts, all that stuff that you've learned, it has it's conflicting with what you are experiencing, with what you are living in the moment, with what you are finding out. And as human beings that we get to keep on discovering things as we grow and as we uh, continue in life, there are, a lot, there, becomes, there, there are lots of conflicts that go on within us from what we were taught to what we are seeing and experiencing as adults. And that's where a lot of the turbulence starts happening in our minds. And in men, because of their perceived role that they think they have to have, it becomes even more, even more um, intense and more, it just, just heavier on them. But that's because you men put that responsibility on you, put that weight on you, thinking that there's a lot that you have to do to satisfy your community's expectations, your family's expectations, your work and your boss and your company or whatever it is that you handle, you have to satisfy other people's expectations. Therefore, there's a lot for you to handle. So you're always in fight or flight uh, mode or reaction. You are so packed with stuff going on in your life and expectations from what's going on around you that you just create that 
place in you, which is your mind, where you keep it all. You have no release there. How do you get all that out of there? That's why stress starts happening. That's why there is no, there is no, unless you have a way of releasing that, unless you are conscious of what's happening in your mind, then you keep on packing. And as you pack thoughts and ideas and emotions and all this stuff that's around you, you become very stressed, which means your physiological area starts changing, your physiology starts changing, your body starts changing, even your mood starts changing. That's everything is due to the stress levels that you're putting yourself into. So as stress happens, also all the chronic diseases start appearing. Why? Because stress starts creating changes in your body. Even your neurological system starts being affected in humongous ways. So instead of a calm Eric, Eric is, and I'm just going to use you because you put yourself as an example, but yeah, Eric please. is Absolutely. always... Um, you know, very in alert mode. So like you're saying, you think like, you know, you're being questioned and you're being, um, you know, told things and you probably are, but you're taking them from a place of help. Just, just no more. I mean, there's so much going on right now and there's so much being put on me that I, I need to breathe. Right. So, so what do you want? And a kid can, this happen so often when a kid comes in the middle of mommy or daddy uh, on a phone call that is so important and you're with your boss and you know you work from home and there comes the kid running and you're like just like go away like so what do you do you don't know how to react your boss and you don't want maybe your boss to know that you are there in their home or taking care of the kid at that point whatever it is and you probably overreact and say something that you may not really want to tell your kid or not the way that you would have talked to your kid if you were in a non-stress place, in a non-stressful place, right? We try to talk to our kids in a very loving way. And when we are in stress and when something happens and we are not planning on it, our reaction is usually horrible. And that's because we are reacting and there is no place in our mind for pausing, understanding what's going on and responding. There is so much going on that everything is a reaction rather than a response. And that's because there's so much turbulence in our minds that there is no space for us to pause, think, become aware, and then respond. And a little bit to, to, to close this, um, this question of yours, there, is, there are plenty of ways of releasing stress, releasing uh, your thoughts, and releasing anger and frustration um, and that comes all the way from meditation, all the way to exercising and even eating healthy and doing some certain diets and everything. But there's nothing really as powerful as meditation. As you get to sit with those thoughts, as you get to observe those thoughts that in most cases, when you are in meditation and you allow yourself to observe what's going on in your mind, the more you do that, the more you become aware of these thoughts and you start creating space in your mind for the next time that you're in the same situation for you to be able to observe them as you already did before rather than, you know, as they're coming, you start judging them. And you're like, now, why am I thinking this? And, and yes, and this is what happened because of, you know, and you're in constant judging absolutely everything that happens 
to you, for you, and around you. When you sit in meditation and you're able of observing the thoughts that are coming to you, you become less judgmental with yourself, less analytical with yourself, which means you start giving your brain less information and you're allowing your mind and your thoughts to decompress from all of that that's going on up here in this committee that we all have. Yeah, I think you actually probably just answered this a little bit, but uh, I think I think being redundant in this case may be great. Mm -hmm. uh, first off, Derek. Hi, Derek. Derek's watching. He says, you go, Eric. So thanks. <laughs> thanks, Angela. Glad to have you. Um, so what I got from what you were saying initially when I posed this question was that I, I kind of felt like you then were saying that all that stress and everything was actually my perception. Mm -hmm. So I kind of felt like you were attacking me now. I kind of <laughs> felt like you were, you were, you were saying it was all me that, that all this stress and everything I got, all this coming down on my shoulders, I've pretty much just fabricated in my mind. So how, where is meditation going to help me now? Because now not only am I stressed, but now I feel like it's my fault. Help. Thank you. Yes. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I love that. So, this is beautiful. Thank you for bringing that up because it, it's, it's very important actually to, to, to tap into that. Um, as we go in life, we are where we are because of our choices. We are living the life that we are living because of everything that has happened up to this point. Right? So, as we meditate and as we sit with our thoughts and as we sit with our emotions, we start tapping into a place inside of us, which is silence. And it is that place of silence that allows all of us to be able to be less judgmental, to be able to be more aware of our own thoughts, of our decisions, of our actions, of what we say, of how we perceive things. So everything that's going on around you is gonna keep on going on around you. Whether you take it personal or not, things around you are still gonna keep on going on, right? So how you take things belongs to you right? So for you to be able to take things with compassion, with love, with awareness, you have to be able to go into that place where all of that happens and go even beyond that, which is going beyond the mind, which is the most beautiful part of sitting in meditation. When you go beyond your mind, your thoughts, your perceptions, your concepts, and everything that's been taught to you and all that turbulence, you get to a place of silence. You get, and you're possibly falling into the gap. What is the gap? The gap is a place and it's the place in between thoughts. So all of us have an average of 70,000 thoughts per day. How many? 70,000 thoughts per day. 
give and take, but that's about uh, an average amount of thoughts. Um, you imagine, I'm sure that it happens to you when you're like, I am just thinking, you know, I'm thinking 10 things at the same time. Well, it's impossible. You cannot think more than one thing at a time. But imagine how crowded your thoughts are and how together they are that in your mind, you have, you're thinking about this and then that and then that and then the other. And that's the stress, right? We start creating stress in our life. So you start thinking about all these things at the same time, according to you. Well, nothing happens at the same time. It all happens. Every thought is one at a time. So as we sit to meditate, we start accessing and giving a little, we decompress the thoughts. Okay. As we start observing our thoughts, we start decompressing our thoughts and the more we decompress those, we start creating that space in between thoughts. That space in between thoughts is called the gap. The gap is the access to that silence beyond our minds. Now, do I sit and I meditate and I go straight to silence? No. No, because you only fall into that place in between thoughts very rarely. Very rarely, but it is the process of coming out of that place that it allows you to feel the power of this whole process of meditation. If I lose you, let me know because it's we are getting a little bit deeper now into what meditation Great. does, okay, and how what how it works inside of our minds and in our bodies. So please just just let me know. <laughs> And if, if the audience too has any questions and Eric, please keep track of that. My phone and my computer is not allowing me to see um, who's okay, in here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So um, how do you feel about that answer? Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And I, I guess, so I'm excited. I like what I hear. Um, I still, you said a couple things early on that I liked. Uh, you, you told me this was free, which was nice, right? <laughs> yes. um, but you also mentioned, you know, you mentioned time. And, I mean, this is starting to – I mean, I've already told you I'm stressed here. I'm trying to support a family. And it sounds like you've got me sitting around, you know, trying to quiet my mind for I don't know how long I mean I don't have a lot of time I'm just not sure <laughs> am I gonna have the time for this I mean Absolutely. I got things to do and and my mind is so I'm not sure I can quiet my mind I love it <laughs> I love it because every person that comes to me that's exactly what they say they're like okay Janet I don't know how this is gonna work meditation is not for me um I, it sounds great. The benefits sound, you know, tremendous. I really have no idea how I can uh, sit down and meditate. I cannot even sit down for a second. So I want to call my mom because, you know, it's just something's going on or I want to find something to do because I cannot sit down. I, there's always something to do. And it's true. We've been trained to always do something because if we're not doing something, we're not what productive, right? So that's something that has been, um, taught to us from a very young age, you know, even I still remember there's so many cases where, you know, the parents are like, come on, you can't be sitting around, go find something to do, right? There's always go find something to do because sitting around with yourself is wasting your time. Right? Yes. But if you are sitting around with yourself 
and really going inside and being aware of what's happening inside of you, what's happening with your body, what's happening in your mind, then you start getting to understand that that person that you are with, which is yourself, is the same person that is going to be then with somebody else. If you cannot be with yourself, why do you think somebody else wants to be with you? Because that same you is the same person that's going to be with somebody else. But you have the power of resetting, of getting to know where you are coming from, where those thoughts are coming from. How are you perceiving not only your thoughts, but what's going on around you? And only you have the ability to find a way through meditation in this case to be and not to do. Being is so powerful. Being allows us to understand everything from here to the inside of us. And I keep saying going within and assuming that people know what that is. Going within is creating that space to connect to the thinker of your thoughts. I'm going a little bit deeper now. Please Great. just say, okay, I don't get that if, if getting a little bit hard, but so we all have thoughts, right? Who is the thinker of that of those thoughts? There is always a poem. There, there's this beautiful poem that comes out and then there's this writer, right? The writer of the poem. Where Where is that inspiration coming from? So there is a place and a space beyond our minds that just is am i missing a comment uh linda just said thank you for reminding me how important it, it is to meditate mm. well you know thank you linda for for tuning in thank you for meditating to begin with and uh and welcome home oh, linda thank you te quiero <laughs> how beautiful to have all these comments and and sorry again i cannot see the comments so eric thank you for reading those no, I Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for that. Um, back, back here into, into what we were talking about. Um, help me out here. Well, you were getting deep on us. On? So you were, well, you were talking about the, the thinker of our <laughs> yes, thoughts. Yes, 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 thoughts. yes. Thank you. Yes. So there's that, that place and that space uh, that goes beyond the mind, that place of silence, that place where we are whole again, that place where we are back home. And I'm going to explain something a little bit different to see if this helps people out there that have never meditated. But, you know, when you first see a, a brand new baby, right? What does that baby make you do? I mean, it automatically makes you smile, right? You don't even know this baby. And just the fact that they smile or they look at you, you have this beautiful feeling of, oh, it makes you loving. It, it, there's a lot of compassion. There's a lot of love. You know that baby is so pure. And if it has any love, is the most unconditional love that any being can have. Now, as soon as that baby starts growing, starts developing, starts getting to know who mommy and daddy are, how mommy and daddy work, how mommy and daddy react, they start getting to manipulate a little bit, right? even with something as silly as the crying, right? The crying for milk, the crying to being fed, the crying when they are dirty. There is an association there on an action and a response, right? So when they act one way and mommy or daddy respond in a certain way, 
that alerts them and that say, oh, look what happens when I do this, right? That right there is already, he's already receiving all this conditioning. He's creating all this stuff in his mind on how to act, how to react and all that. Well, as soon as this baby comes out, this baby is whole. It's unconditional love to the core. But as life goes on, we start learning all these other things in our life. So what we do in meditation is we go in reverse. So what we do when we sit down to meditate is we have to go through a couple of layers. Being one of the first ones, the layer, the physical layer. We have to relax our bodies. Our bodies have gone through so much inflammation and I can guarantee that the majority of people have a lot of inflammation going on in their bodies, whether they know it or not. Inflammation occurs due to stress. Some of it, you get to see it uh, because it comes out and it's noticeable. And some of the inflammation occurs internally, sometimes in your internal organs, sometimes uh, just inside your body. And eventually it goes downhill um, and then you end up noticing because something goes really bad and you have no idea how it happens. And, and as I'm saying this, let me just say something. It is scientifically proven here. This is medical, a medical information, okay? 95% of all the disease, 95% are due to stress. Only 5% of those crazy only five percent of those are due to um are due to a to a <laughs> like a genetic. Uh, it's a, a genetic mutation yes thank you five percent only is due to a genetic mutation that's absolutely insane all of the other diseases are created by us by us being in some sort of stress in our life and now don't get me wrong none of these happens you know, in the last year of your life. This is usually an accumulation of wounds that have not been healed, maybe emotionally. This could be your surroundings that you were brought up in that have created some emotional wounds. Therefore, they start um, changing and transforming as you keep on growing. Eventually, everything comes out. Whether you like it or not, everything comes out in your body. So as you keep on growing, uh, developing, and going through life, these emotions that were not healed at, um, at the right time or when you were a kid, they become bigger, they become deeper, they start now affecting your life as an adult. Eventually, it not only impacts your life as an adult, but it blocks you from being able to continue your life in some cases. In some cases, which is very common in men, men get to or, or choose to block their emotional side, their heart, because of maybe their story or a wound that they have uh, from, from their childhood, they feel safer blocking that area of their life, which is the, the emotional side. And that brings a lot of different issues eventually um, in their adulthood, adulthood and later in life. And that is something I do want to tap into in just a little bit because it's actually very, very common and in men more than in women. Uh, and I do see 
that very often as well. Uh, but just not not to not not to get off um, off track here. So we need to again, as we keep on doing all that, we need to find our way back home. And how we find our way back home is sitting down with ourselves, getting off of this physical physical layer. And there is um, there is a way of doing that. There is a process in meditation where you get to inhale through your nose exhale through your mouth and on every inhalation and every exhalation the first three are inhale and exhale through your mouth just to drop into this particular moment that you are with and that you are in after that you keep on breathing only through your nose and visualizing your breathing imagining that you're following the oxygen the air that comes into your nose and into your body and then visualizing it just coming out, just focusing on that, that is the beginning to a really good meditation. But the process keeps on going. This is gonna allow you to get off of your physical layer for a little bit. Now, this can go a little bit deeper as well, uh, depending if you have any certain you know, stress in any part of your body, you can bring this breathing into that part of your body and then exhale as you imagine that you're grabbing that tension, that stress in your body as well. And again, there are different techniques um, depending on what you want, but I do have a process um, of getting you to that point where you tap into going back home. And that is a place of wholeness. That is a place where you are absolutely healed, where you are one with the universe, with God, with source, with whatever your faith and your beliefs are. That's the place of wholeness, which allows you to then come back out of meditation and feel the impact of that process, of that practice. So go ahead. I think you would like to add something. Wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, you piqued my interest here, right? Um, and I'm going to admit something to you. Hopefully don't tell anybody. Um, but I'm a little scared uh, to a certain degree. You, you have, you're kind of telling me that I may be digging some stuff up. Um, and you know what, there's a lot of stuff. I don't need it in my life. You know, as far as I'm concerned, need to just pass it by, let it go. So uh, if you're telling me that meditation has this this chance of maybe digging some stuff, I guess help me, give me a reason why if I'm gonna start going through some pain or something, you know what, I, I've been through enough pain in my life. Uh, I'm not going to, I don't need it. What's the point? Let's just move on and keep moving forward. Wonderful, wonderful, I love that. Because in meditation, when you go to, you don't go back into your childhood, you go back home. Going back in back home has nothing to do with going back to your past or to any wounds or to anything that has hurt you unless you choose to do so. Now, when you meditate, you don't judge. You do not analyze. When you meditate, you get to just simply become the witness of your thoughts. And putting yourself and yourself not as your ego, not as Eric, but yourself as the thinker of your thoughts. Putting yourself in a witnessing scenario and situation while in meditation 
allows you to just see whatever it is that you are holding on to with so much compassion and love that you don't have to tap into any pain. You don't have to tap into anything that is uncomfortable to, to you or to tap into any wounds from any place from this point you know, before that. Meditation is all about being in the now, being in this very moment with your body, with your feelings, with your emotions, but not judging them, but just being with them. And that's where you become the witness of what's happening. All you do is you let all those thoughts go by without judging. Therefore, you are not stuck into, you know, beating over, over and over again, whether it's your past or your thoughts or, you know, whatever it is that's in your mind, whether it's work or your family or your lack of this or your lack of the other. No, meditation is the most beautiful practice, is the most beautiful place to be with yourself, connected to this very moment the only moment that we have to make any changes in our lives is the now and that's what we tap into did i answer that All right. yeah yeah you sure did and and you you in the answer you kind of let me know that there really was i don't have to go anywhere that maybe i don't want to um and first off, I see Gwen's joined us, Tito's joined us, Jonathan's joined us. Uh, thank you guys for, for joining us. Thank you, everybody. Um, How beautiful. Yes, I see Jonathan, Latsumi, Tito, Rafael, Gwen, Monica. Oh, this is so beautiful. Thank you all for joining us, for being here with us. Absolutely. So you said, I don't have to go anywhere that I don't want to. So now, with that being said, I, I've grown up, I don't want to say tough, you know, because I'm a tough guy, you know, but unemotional, so to speak, you know, and I kind of needed that, you know, when, when you're, uh, when you're, when you're on the streets, uh, or whatever, or you're with not just buddies, but just in an environment, well, uh, with a lot of guys, you know, you got to kind of hold your own. It's kind of the, the law of the jungle thing. Okay. And that was great. I mean, that really has helped me, uh, you know, in that lifestyle, but now, you know, have a family, have all these other things. I thought maybe it's something I could turn on or turn off. Right. Um, so now I've got kids and, you know, the fact of the matter is, is, is I, I still don't necessarily feel actually, I, I don't necessarily feel, um, it's not that I want to turn into a, a, a blubbering baby myself, but is there anything in meditation that could possibly help me to, uh, connect to myself to, to, to find a little more feeling. I don't want, um, you know, maybe it's great to be uh, the tough guy when you're, when you're on a basketball court or whatever, but when I'm with my kids, you know, I'd kind of like to, you know, I mean, they're crying. I'd kind of like to, to feel a little more compassion. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yes. And, and that is huge. And thank you because there, there are a lot of parents, uh, fathers, and some mothers as well, but a lot of fathers that go through exactly what you're going through. And it is, again, it is very common to feel that way. So thank you. That, that is a, a wonderful question. Um, and yes, um, unfortunately, men, when they are young, they have to, it's kind of like the law of the jungle, you know, like, like you mentioned, you have to be tough. You have to be rough. You have to uh, make sure that there's... Um, a place for you 
around your friends, right? And that nobody's going to mess with you, um, whatever it is, there is always an external referral point. So, and that happens to everybody. Your referral base is external to you. And as we grow older, your referral base, which is your ego, is based on everything that's outside of you. So unfortunately, the more that we think that our identity is um, a result of our external environment, the fastest and the quicker it is to shut down our emotions as well and our heart and our ability to feel. And again, I am going to go a little bit into if, if I, if, if I need to go over something, just, just let me know. And again, people in the audience, if, if there's anything that I need to repeat, just, just go ahead. But um, as men, that, that toughening uh, for society, for life, for you to be able to be seen a certain way or to be perceived by others a certain way blocks and creates a resistance to what we are really feeling. Because the real you is love, is compassion, is joy, is aware, it's happiness, is filled with love. The real Eric and the real man out there, I don't care what your profession is. I don't care where you're coming from. I don't care what your background is. I don't care your story. I don't care any of that because it doesn't matter. Your, your essence is love. Your essence is compassion. Your essence is consciousness, awareness, and love. As conditioning, as your life starts developing, as you start creating all this conditioning, you start creating all these masks around that to be able to be seen or to be able to survive in your surroundings. The more you create and adapt and acquire all these extras um, to cover your personal fears, your personal wounds, your personal stories, then the more you're going to have to protect yourself. And as you get to protect yourself, you start shutting down your heart, shutting down your emotions, your feelings. Are you with me? Yeah, so so that's great. So let's say uh, I'm doing this and my heart is opened and I, I've found compassion. I'm finding uh, this, you say I'm loved, this love that I am. Um, what about the jungle that I'm still, I mean, now what? Now, now I'm a crying sap, you know, am I going to be eaten up now? I mean, how am I going to still survive though in the jungle? So when we meditate and when you go into that place of wholeness and when you go into that place of love and compassion, the more you practice going into that space, into that place, which is the real you, which is the real Eric. It's not Eric's ego. It's not Eric and what he has acquired. It's not Eric uh, in the surroundings. It's Eric's essence is love and compassion and wholeness and joy and bliss and happiness. When you tap into that every time you meditate, there is nothing that can actually, well, there is, but you start understanding how what happens around you 
whatever that is, whether it's friends or family or, or society or your work or, or whatever it is, is like we said at the beginning, it's going to continue happening. The more you tap into yourself, the more you get to find your power, the more you find to be aware that you are absolutely perfect the way you are. Therefore, the more you tap and go into meditation and find that place, that home where you are joy and happiness and perfection to the core and love and compassion, the more you tap into that, when you come out of meditation and you're ready to start your day, you're going to start feeling that you are exactly what you need to be. And all of that jungle that goes on around you is for the jungle to keep on playing jungle. But you, you now know who you are. You now know what you want. You now know what your essence is. And there is nothing more powerful than owning that and then going out of meditation and understanding that if the jungle is going to be jungle and it's going to remain jungle, nothing that you do is going to change that. But what you do within and the way you respond to that jungle, that's in here and that's still within. Did that answer yeah, that? That's, yeah, sure does. That's beautiful. I'm going to break in just a little bit with, with a little of my own personal uh, experience as mm -hmm. well, but kind of going along with it. Hopefully I'm not redundant here, but kind of want to break into what I found was exactly what you said, which was, was kind of twofold. The law of the jungle, the jungle, some of that jungle that I thought was out there, first off, it wasn't really as bad. Some of it wasn't really as bad as what, again, my perception. Meditation helped me to break through that perception to find out what the truth was, what my truth was. And then by now living my truth, the actual jungle that truly is out there, I now can walk through yes. it with happiness and with, with, with comfort that what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, what I'm saying is truly what I think and what I, what I believe. And so there's nothing that that jungle can do to me. In other words, I kind of think of it sometimes as what was going on inside of me was, was two or three people kind of fighting. And instead of me trying to figure out how to not fight or break the fight up, instead what I needed to do was step outside of it. In a way, that fighting can still be going on, and it's time for me to just let it just drift away. It's not for me to be a part of it. I can just step over here and over here is peace and calm. And, and what do you know? Yes. That goes away. Yes. And that's what, um, that's what this practice does. It allows you, and that's what I said at the beginning, it allows you to get to know who you are. And who you are in essence is pure love, pure compassion, awareness, consciousness, and joy. That is your essence. Okay. But we forget who we are. As we go through life, we forget that we were born with every single tool we need to achieve every single dream we have. We forget that because we get caught in our stories. We get caught in life. We get caught in all these controversies about what's going on in the world. We get caught in everything that's outside of us instead of feeding our, ourselves, feeding our, you know, understanding that gifting yourself with that time to be with yourself, to practice self-love is 
all you need to be able to go out into life and just be and stop doing. And as you start being and not doing, everything else starts happening for you because there is no resistance. There is no blockages. There is no false perception on your place because again, you have already tapped into compassion and love. So if you have no access to that power within you, then everything out there, like you said, feels like it's attacking you, that it is against you, that it is overwhelming you because you're trying to satisfy everybody's expectation outside of you. Instead of just tapping into yourself and understanding everything in life that you need to be what you want and to achieve your dreams, you already have. You already own. The problem is we forget to own it and we forget what those powers are. And that's where meditation becomes the most beautiful practice and the most powerful practice to get anyone, anyone, almost anyone out of any really bad situation, even getting people out of their disease. And disease is, you know, we talked uh, at some other conversation we had, disease is nothing else that this ease, right? The lack of ease is what creates our sicknesses, our diseases. And there you go. So, so yes, thank you for, for adding that to, to what I said. Because again, having it being from a personal experience um, and understanding what this is, it, it does help. It does help amazing. Some people do, some men actually feel they're lonely. They feel that they're the only, they feel they're the only man, the only person that goes through what they go through. And then when I get to see some of them, they're like, Janet, you're going to think I'm crazy, but you know, blah, 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 blah. I say, oh, no, 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 you're not crazy at all. That, that's a very common thought or feeling or, or way of, of, you know, being and not being, but a way of feeling um, that it's actually true to you because of where you are right now. But at the end, you know, that the true, the truth behind all this is they are powerful, just the same way you are, the same way I am, the same way everybody is we just forget how powerful we are and how gifted we are and i hope i hope that that can be conveyed especially to men to let all of us know that each and every single one of us is a unique being but the problems that are holding us back are not unique and let that empower us let it let that empower us as men to reach out to fellow men or to whoever that you need to, because what you are experiencing is not unique. So get that out of the way so the uniqueness that you are can be expanded. That's what needs to shine forth. So if we can get rid of that, that problem that is not unique, but we think that it is, that we think that, that it's tying us down, let's let's reach out and let's get rid of that. And let me, let me oh, add to that because yeah, part of uh, the practice of meditation, part of, part of the, the process that I, that I do, um, there is a question that we ask um, our soul and it has to do with that. And one of the question is, what is my Dharma? Which is, what is my life's purpose? What is that gift that makes me unique 
that allows mm. me to serve others? What is my dharma? And that is one of the questions that we ask in silence as part of the process of meditation. Um, we ask that to ourselves. And in the process of meditating, of asking this question, we don't try to answer the question. We allow the answer to just come to us and we become aware, a witness, an observer of what's coming our way. So thank you. We all do have a special gift and we are all unique in some way. And that is usually what it's then going to allow us to serve others. You, Eric, had many, many gifts. And all of you out there have a unique gift. You may know what it is. You may not know what it is yet. Some people spend their entire life trying to find their life purpose through meditation. You get to answer this. You get the answer. You don't even answer yourself. You get the mm -hmm. answer. It comes your way. And it is so beautiful to know what your dharma is, what your life's purpose is. And it has a lot to do with how do you serve others with that particular gift that makes you unique. So yes, thank you for, for bringing that up because that is, that is huge. And one of the other questions that we have in meditation is, who am I, right? Mm. Who am I? Mm -hmm. When you ask yeah, yourself, right. who am I? Just, just that question on its own just sends you on, on a beautiful journey. Nice. Okay, so caveat here. It, it's late. It's, uh, you know, what, what 10 o'clock here, 10, 15 here, uh, 8 o'clock on the east, on the west coast. Um, so, but I will make the caveat. If there's anyone watching with your children or anything like that, I'm going to ask an adult-related question. So if, you're, if your children are watching with you, feel free to turn the volume down or uh, I hate to turn you away from the live, but, uh, you know, uh, maybe go away from it because I've got a question. Look, we're guys, okay? And ladies. Yeah, but we're, we're guys. And, and you know, <laughs> yes. sex is a big thing, right? Okay. We, we, we think about it a lot. We, we, there you go. <laughs> Linda's a lady. Yes. So, and you can enjoy this as long as you're not like 12 or anything. We're, we're, we're good here. But, you know, sex is a big thing. It, it's on our mind, you know, having it, uh, being around it, uh, being able to perform it or not being able to perform it. Um, is, can meditation maybe help us guys in any regard, in regards here? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it can help. In oh, well, see, we should talk about this first. Now, now the, 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 the viewership. Did you, you just bring this kind of questions at the end? You should, we should have started with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it, it, um, it does. Meditation does help. Yes, actually quite a bit. Um, for men in when it comes to to sex absolutely and let me just go go straight to it so it does allow men um to go much longer it does allow men to have more control over their ejaculation it does allow men to also have more control on you know the, the timing you know in, in general and and this is just very simple this is because Again, going back to, you know, the roles that men have and also women, but the roles that men have, the, the amount of stress that men have, have a lot to do with their sexual activity, have a lot to do with, you know, how they perform or wanting to or not wanting to, right? And because of 
the hectic life that men and women live, there's just, in some cases, the sexual activity decreases due to stress. And why is that? Because, you know, stress also increases the levels of cortisol and adrenaline. And as this increase, the sexual desire decreases. And that's just what happens. And as this continues, it obviously affects the whole relationship. The levels of stress do not actually also impact directly to, you know, the control that men have when they ejaculate. It also has a lot to do with how present you are in your activity of your intercourse, how in touch you are with if it's your spouse, then that's great. If it's not your spouse and you don't need to be that present, that, that's great too. But it is a huge benefit to be as present as possible so that you can, one, be aware and have control. Two, last longer. Three, enjoy it more. I mean, you know, sex is a beautiful thing. And if you are capable of lasting longer, in the process of lasting longer, enjoying it more, and at the same time being in control of it, what else can get better than that, right? So how does meditation do? Well, first of all, meditation allows you to bring the stress level down. And when you bring the stress level down, also does the level of cortisol and your adrenaline, right? Giving you, pumping you up and boosting your desire for sexual activity. At the same time, when you meditate, you develop awareness. You develop not judging. You develop uh, this intuition as well, which allows you to connect to the person that you're with, allows you to be present with the situation in general. And that is huge. That is absolutely huge and then the ability to control what's going on as well and as a guy yes uh and, and you guys out there you can start meditating and wait a couple of weeks and you can actually email me and let me know i can guarantee you that the experience is going to be uh, way better all the way around it again meditation is such a powerful practice all the way around that from day one that people get to meditate and understand what it is and go into it and follow a procedure or a process to be able to get um, to quiet and to be in stillness for a little bit, the benefits start showing up right away. I mean, that, that first day, it's just so beautiful and amazing. Did that answer a little bit of your question? Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we've been going not quite an hour and a half here. Oh, um, is there any, I know, right. <laughs> is there anything, anything additional that you really want to touch on that maybe you had, uh, maybe come up that, that you wanted to touch on here? I don't want to, uh, to steal that opportunity. Uh, I have one more thing for you though, but if you've got anything, if you've got anything, I want to give you that opportunity too. I, I would like, um, one of the things that I would like to, to just do and, and just um, share is there is a, a couple of procedures to, you know, to meditation. But if most people probably 
say, and a lot of my students also say the same thing, Jenny, I don't have, you know, the time to meditate. And if you feel that you don't have the time to meditate, you are the perfect person to at least meditate twice a day. Because if you cannot have that little bit of time to gift to yourself, there is something there. Your priorities are probably not as aligned as they should be. Your work is important. Your family is important. But you are the most important part of your life. If you don't take care of yourself, if you don't feed self-love, if you don't treat yourself to an inner and spiritual growth, everybody else gets affected by it. And that includes your kids, that includes your spouse, your family, and you know your profession, your work, your career, everyone around you. The ability for you to tap within, to find a practice that fits you is very important. And self-love is meditation and is being aware of everything that you do to yourself. And that is not only meditation, but that is also actually everything. Being aware of your daily routine, being aware of you know stuff that you even put in your system, right? Self-love has nothing to do with selfishness. It's actually all the opposite. It's allowing you to understand that for you to be very giving, you have to first fill up your cup. You have to first be aligned, balanced, and in tune with yourself so you can give the very best of you and not bits and pieces because you are too stressed or too busy or, you know, who knows. So gift yourself with just some time in the morning, first thing in the morning, set intentions, set your intentions after your meditation. When, um, I do have four intentions that are usually very good. Um, four intentions, one of them being joyful and energetic body, compassionate and loving heart, reflective and an alert mind. And this is very beautiful, lightness of being lightness of being that's just not taking life so seriously allowing yourself to just you know dance and play and understand that life is happening you need to spend a little bit more time being and not doing so lightness of mm -hmm. being is beautiful but as important are the other three ones for the mind ones for the heart uh ones for the body and the other ones for your soul and that's to me is very important, Eric. So that's what I wanted to share. <laughs> Great. Um, and I think you had mentioned something which was actually what I was going to ask as well. You'd mentioned some techniques. Um, would you mind, obviously we don't want to do a, a, anything long, but maybe I, I think it would be nice if I was able to, to leave all of our viewers with a little bit of a, how do I do this? So I don't know if you want to maybe, I've got some music. I don't know if you can hear my music. I, I can turn it up or no music. I don't know. You tell me. I'm not sure but if I'd the viewers can maybe... hear the music. I cannot hear your music. So Okay. But it's okay. I, I don't know. Do you... you can have it on if you want. And so I, I don't know or they can have it. You kind of guide us. Can you give us a, a 30 second, 60 second, minute and a half, I don't know, of just a meditation? How can I meditate 
absolutely yes i i can i can absolutely do that i would love to uh, it will be quick um there are different ways of meditating okay breathing is a very important part in meditation breathing is we take breathing for granted but breathing is the most powerful tool we have to be able to not only meditate and go within but to actually change our physiology to actually get us in touch with ourselves and with nature and with everything that's around us so it is huge and there are several techniques uh to breathing so i'm probably going to guide you a little bit into inhaling and exhaling um something i would love to do i don't know if you will be able to hear me as much but there is a breathing called uje breathing and it involves bringing the air through your nose, taking it back into your throat, closing your throat a little bit, kind of as if you were about to start snoring, but you don't. And then we start creating the sound of the ocean. So I'm gonna do it a couple of times. And in the audience, if any of you would like to try it, we can do that. But I think that to me is very important and it's a beautiful tool to have to be able to go into meditation. And then let me say this too, meditation is super important. We can do 30 minutes in the morning, first thing in the morning, and then 30 minutes before dinner time in the afternoon. Twice a day for 30 minutes will change your life, guaranteed. And would love to hear from you if any of you have never meditated and you would like to start or you already starting. I want to hear about how that goes. Um, and if I can help in any way too, I would love to. So let's practice a little bit. Um, if you would like to close your eyes, you can do that. But let's just practice this breathing. And we're going to pretty much create our own inner ocean. And how we're going to do that is we're going to take a deep breath in through our nose Take the air back into our throat, creating a sound as if you're about to start snoring. And then we bring it out the exact same way through your throat and then out through your nose. So it's going to go a little bit like this. I'm going to close my eyes as well. And hopefully you can hear me. I don't know how is it going, but if you're capable of hearing me, if you're able to hear my breathing, yes, then picture the ocean, you know, when the water comes up to shore, that's when you inhale, and then you exhale and the water goes back to merge back into the ocean. So as you're breathing in, as you are inhaling, you know, just picture, again, the water coming up shore, and then as you exhale, picture the water coming back out again, and that's what we're going to do. Practice that a little bit. You may stress up a little bit your throat the first week. If you try this the first week, it might um, create a little bit of a, of a different feeling in your throat because it's new to your body. After the first week, week and a half, 
it goes away, your body's trained, and you will never feel anything else again, and you'll be able to just use it as a way of entering into meditation, and it's absolutely beautiful. So let's do that, and I'll keep it short. I don't know what time it is right now, Eric, but I'll, I'll keep it short. So we can all, all one right. of the first things that we want to do is make sure our torso is straight when we meditate. If we are sitting down, make sure you are comfortable. Your hands, just place them on your lap. If you can, and if you would like to bring the palms of your hands facing up, you can just do that. If it's not comfortable, just lay them flat down. Rule, and the only rule for meditation is actually be as comfortable as you can. And the reason for the torso straight is just for the energy to be able to flow in a very nice way. So that's pretty much it. The rest is all in you. So let's now close our eyes for just a little bit. Let's close our eyes and trust, trust this process for a little bit. Let's feel our bodies for a couple of seconds and maybe feel our surroundings as well. And let's take a very deep breath in through our nose, very deep, as deep as we can, expanding our chest as much as we can. And now exhale through your mouth. Now let's take another very deep breath in through your nose, expand your lungs and your chest as much as you can. And exhale through your mouth, releasing anything that may not belong to this moment. Thoughts, emotions. And let's take another deep breath in through your nose, very deep. And now exhale and empty your lungs, giving yourself permission to be in this moment. And now just start breathing in through your nose and creating the ocean sound as you bring it back into your throat. And the same as you bring it back out into your throat again and your nose. And with every inhalation and exhalation, we just go deeper surrendering into this moment. Try to hear yourself. Try to hear the ocean that you're creating within you. And try to find your own rhythm. This is your inner ocean. This is that place peaceful place. Now as we exhale, we keep surrendering to this moment. And as you inhale, you bring the air and you feel it into your entire body. And as you exhale, you start dropping into this moment. Releasing any thoughts, releasing any concepts, any ideas, or any emotions. Maybe just be with those without judging them. Without finding a purpose or a way of analyzing this, just observe them. Focus on your breathing, and if there are any thoughts that are coming your way, become the observer of the thoughts. 
feeling your body, you may start feeling some distractions, whether they are thoughts, body sensations, maybe some visions. Just stay with them without judging them and just allowing your body and your mind to be in the moment. You can now go into a regular breathing at your own pace through your nose. Let's take a very deep breath in through your nose. Feel it in your whole body and now hold it. And exhale through your mouth, releasing. And one more time, let's take another very deep breath in through your nose. And hold it. And as you exhale, just come back to your body again and very gently open your eyes when you're ready. Namaste and thank you for joining me. This is just a very simple version of how we can focus on breathing, how we can use breathing techniques to keep us in the now. Thoughts are gonna happen emotions may arise body sensations will happen distractions will happen it is up to us to go back to focusing in our breathing and as we continue and, and again there is a whole process for meditating is a 30-minute process you can go a little even deeper into meditation when you do this at home try to post the question who am i in silence, just ask, who am I? And then ask, what do I want? What do I really want? And become the observer of whatever comes your way. Your third question, allow it to be, what is my Dharma? What is my life's purpose? What is that gift that makes me unique, that allows me to serve others? And your fourth question, make it, what am I grateful for? What am I really grateful for? And with these four questions, you are up for a beautiful journey in meditation as you go within. And if you go, as, as if you go, um, actually, you will go back home. And back home, not to your childhood, back home to that place of wholeness, love, compassion, bliss, and joy. And I would love to hear from every single one of you if you try this at home. And just to know how does it impact you? How is it going with you? And if you have any questions, I would love to help. That's awesome. Yeah, so you know, you, you, you said they're the last question, you know, what am I thankful for? Well, I'm very thankful that you have come on here uh, to do this. This is an hour and 40 minutes now, which is didn't even seem like it, which was awesome. I mean, that's a lot of time which you shared with us very thankful for that thank you for that um want to again let everybody know your website your facebook page they both go by 
Meditate the Woodlands. Uh, so it's Meditate the Woodlands at Facebook or MeditateTheWoodlands.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to throw this out there for you as well, because you certainly haven't mentioned any of this, and I appreciate that. But I, I want to open this up to the entire audience. You know, you do classes, you do a whole bunch uh, Skype, you can do all kinds mm-hmm. of things. So somebody does not have to be in the woodlands to to access your expertise here. So I invite anybody who's listening or watching, you want to know more, learn more, go to Meditate the Woodlands, ask questions, um, get with Janet, have her dive in even deeper with anybody who wants to, to learn more about meditation. I certainly hope people will do that. And if you can't remember all that, come back to me, come back to us, be glad to turn you uh, back on to to Janet so you can find her. Thank you. Thank you very much. I will probably drop a link just to make it easier. And if anybody would like to um, check out the page or reach out to me, I'll be more than happy to do whatever I can to be of service to you and to you, to everybody out there. So thank you, Eric, again. Um, I absolutely love talking about this, and I can talk for months and months about meditation and everything that has to do with it. So thank you again for um, inviting me and for this opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you to everyone who who tuned in and watched. Uh, If you're watching still right now, have a great evening. Uh, If you're watching later, then have a great day or whenever you watch. So again, thank you, Janet. Thank you, everybody who watched and listened. And any questions, comments, post them here anytime. Send them to either of us. We'd love to answer them. Thank you. Great. Thank you guys very much.